0: With backgrounds in therapy and personal training, Jennifer Herman and Scott Quinnell combine the realms of mental health and fitness to improve your mind and wellness.
1: Well, I'm excited to talk about the Netflix special, the documentary.
0: Oh, social dilemma. The
1: social dilemma. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then this is going to be a two-part series, uh, just because there's so much information.
1: It it is. It was. It there's so many different topics within this documentary, different themes from what technology is, how it's influencing us, where it went wrong, where this technology this. These platforms that were meant initially to be good and helpful, um, you know, where, where did it get sidetracked? And then how does it play on people's mental health? And what do we do about it?
0: Right, and it, it kind of dates back. So the people they talk to, like the people that they interview, they're kind of the, the people that started at these big-name companies, like Facebook, Google. They started way back, however long ago it was, 2006, 2008?
1: Yeah, in the early 2000s. And they were the engineers, the designers. They were in leadership positions. And the individuals that were interviewed are the ones now that have left.
0: They've left, yeah.
1: um, Because they have morally and ethically had issues with the direction that these platforms are going.
0: They kind of found a loophole in in the business, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for lack of better terms, they're kind of saying that the technology companies are getting a little greedy. Yeah. And uh, so these guys, the guys that they interviewed, they helped create these technology companies and helped turn them into a tool. Right. They helped turn them, so Google, Facebook, they helped turn them into a way that would help the average person simplify life and make ideas and responsibilities more efficient.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's just even talk briefly of what our, underst- our understanding is of a tool. So a tool is to make, like you said, our life more efficient. And a tool is not to have a reciprocal gain. It's something that is to help us and whether it's a car to get us from point A to point B, um, a, you know, a hammer to help, you know, construction be more, you know, efficient. More of a, yeah, you know? yeah, do and, things
0: that you can't do with your hands. Right,
1: really. right. But on the you know on the receiving end, th- those objects aren't supposed to have any reciprocal gain, right? It's just to be able to help us.
0: And then, so let's talk about the technology companies and how their tools. So, let's start with Google. I mean, Google's very obvious. It's a search engine helping us to find information and pretty much whatever we need on the web. Uh kind of just puts us it kind of just puts it right in our face.
1: Right. Yep. And then we
0: have Facebook. Facebook was originally designed to connect people. Uh Mark Zuckerberg, he designed it at Harvard and then spread it throughout college campuses around the nation. And then it blew up into what it is today.
1: Mm -hmm. Pinterest, it is an idea board to share ideas.
0: Twitter, who knows, who knows what Twitter is all about. Honestly, I'm still confused.
1: (laughs) I'm too old to have gotten involved with Twitter, so I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. From what I understand, it's really just Facebook and Instagram put together. It's people kind of just talking. I seriously, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, I do
1: know what TikTok is, though.
0: TikTok, yeah. yeah, TikTok's a new one. Do you remember Vine?
1: No. There was,
0: so in two thousand in the early, like, 2000 teens, okay. there was Vine, and Vine was just like TikTok. It was just videos. It was kind of like Instagram, but videos. Okay. But people put funny stuff on it. I loved Vine. And then, so TikTok's pretty much like the that, new ben. Vine. Yeah. Yeah and then and then there's snapchat snapchat's relatively new snapchat is a weird concept it's texting but with pictures now it's kind of evolved into more than just that i mean there's news and whatnot
1: so when these designers and engineers got their jobs they came with positive energy and good intentions to connect the world and it was never intended to have negative implications No one ever meant any harm by um, creating these platforms and what it would evolve into.
0: And that is what the documentary The Social Dilemma is on is really about social media taking a bad turn and how it's influencing society.
1: And its impact on mental health. Right. Yeah, so... What did you take away? Let's just kind of break it into kind of segments of the documentary. So So, they start
0: with technology.
1: Technology. So one of the interesting facts that I found interesting was that fake news spreads six times faster than positive news.
0: Right. Exactly. And so in the media, especially the social media, people will kind of. Like you'll you'll see something new every single day, and it it more or less is fake news, right? You'll see in the headlines, so and so did this, um, but they don't really tell the full truth. And kind of what branching off from that, what they call that is clickbait. So companies, news companies, networks, they'll title, or even on YouTube, they'll title uh, a story or a video. I don't want to say it's misleading, but they'll title it something blown way out of proportion uh from what the story's actually about. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there I mean, there's videos out there, like this is just an example. Uh, on a YouTube video, the title will be Oops, I hit somebody else's car. But in reality, all they did was ding it with their door. Right. Right? That's just an example. And that's really kind of why news is spread the way it is
1: exactly did you um did you catch that part about with the google search this i found really fascinating this i found super oh interesting oh my gosh so when you're doing a google search different results will appear for people depending on where you live and that google and that google knows about your interests and your search history And this is a deliberate design technique. And so it will give your information about your interest, but not necessarily the truth of that information. So. um,
0: I mean, you gotta think about it. So when you're on Facebook or Google or whatever website and you see an ad for something that you recently looked up, so let's say you were looking for a new house, mm -hmm. right? and you just go on like Facebook or you're shopping online and you see a Zillow ad or any other realtor company pop up it's cuz Google knows that hey this person is interested in buying a new house so let's shove you know an ad related to that in their face and that's all in their design system
1: and it's showing you information that it wouldn't show somebody else. So people aren't seeing the same information. They're not getting the same data. You know, it's, So it's almost conflicting information that is almost, in my opinion, deliberately causing conflict.
0: And the average human, I mean, okay, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but especially in school, when, when you're researching a question for an assignment or just... F- to learn something you usually kind of click on one thing and if you get a clear answer to your question you kind of just take it and run with it but everybody does that and with kind of kind of the system that google has especially with shoving different shoving different information to different people somebody else is going to read something totally different from what you or, you or i read
1: yeah that's what I took from it too, and that the social platforms and tools were designed to be addictive, and that social media is a digital pacifier. That's kind of what they've qualified it as.
0: Yeah. So if you're bored, I mean, you you gotta just. I mean, how many? So let's say you're downtown and you're you're getting on the bus. How many people do you see just sitting on their phones because All they have nothing the else time.
1: to do? And one of the, I think he was the CEO of Pinterest and he was talking about how he himself knowing all the psychological strategies that go into the design of these platforms that he himself was addicted and couldn't stop himself from constantly looking at his phone. Um, And so he had to delete the apps
0: And they brought this up in the documentary as well. They related technology and the persuasion of technology companies to magicians. And so what? So a a good magician, a good magician, finds a part of our brain. I mean, this could be a little off, but a good magician finds a part of our brain that we don't even understand, and learns how to and learns how to manipulate it. And that's that's what's. That's what makes a magician successful is they find a way to manipulate our brain and kind of just show us something that not that we've never seen before, but we didn't think was possible. Mm -hmm. Hey, really quick. If you've listened to the show before, you probably know about our sponsor Midwest center for personal and family development. Midwest is an outpatient mental health clinic in the twin cities area that specializes in anxiety treatment, child's therapy, couples counseling, and trauma therapy. But of course, they provide several other types of service. So if you or a loved one is searching for help, they are accepting in-person and online appointments right now. You can visit them at midwestcenter4u.com or call them at 651-647-1900. All right, let's get back to the show. Think about it like this. You're looking at your phone screen and everything you see is tracked. How is that tracked? There's an AI on the other side, and they, they use the term avatar.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's an
0: avatar of yourself on the other side of the screen tracking everything you view and knowing what you liked, uh, your friends, what you dislike, and what you spend your time doing. And it
1: knows your emotions.
0: It does. It,
1: didn't you? I, that wigged me out.
0: Yeah, that was weird.
1: So with all that information that gets fed into the system, there's no supervision or accountability.
0: It's just a big, or it's not one computer, but it's multiple computers hid underground, underwater, just working. Right. Just collecting data from all over the world.
1: So knowing that, what's gone wrong with this? This was technology that was initially meant to do good, and it meant well. And so what this documentary is saying is that it shifted into a business model, and there were, and there are, shareholder pressure to make money.
0: Right, everybody's money hungry. And we're not the ones, so... Jennifer and I are not the ones asking the question, what went wrong? There was actually a point in the documentary where the producers of the whole film, they asked the people, so what went wrong? And I'm not, seriously, honestly, nobody gave an answer right away.
1: No, and it was at the very beginning, and they were just kind of shocked like by that question, and they were tongue-tied They couldn't, they in couldn't the even beginning. give an answer. No, uh-uh. But they did sum
0: it up into kind of like three steps, three goals, however you want to say it.
1: The companies are driven by three goals, they were saying. And this is, I think, how it shifted because businesses always have to have a purpose to be able to be sustainable and- And to grow. And to grow. Um, But how you do that, and if it's ethical and- Um, if it's, and if it's reciprocal gain, you know, you have to think about all those things. And so the three goals of these platforms are engagement, and that is really to keep the viewer looking and searching on their apps.
0: They want to keep people on their platforms. As
1: long as possible. And they don't care if you're addicted. In fact, they want you. To be addicted, they want
0: you to be addicted. It's in their benefit, so that they can lead to what is the second goal: growth,
1: growth. And then there was information, Scott, on that that um, oh, there's that ratio where they said they want they want one person to recruit
0: seven friends,
1: seven friends in and ten days, and that's like a success. That's their mission.
0: Yeah, and that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. And then the reason they want people on the platforms as long as possible and then to grow is for advertisements. So that's how all these platforms make money is off advertisements. The more people that are on their platforms, the longer that they are, the longer that they are on the platforms, the more money that these big companies make.
1: So one of the quotes that gave me the chills, there's actually two quotes that stand out that were stated in this documentary. One is, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. You are the pro- yeah. So the advertisers are trying to get you to buy product, but <laughs> we're the pawns, you know? And so it, you take that into context, that, you know, we're being used for a purpose.
0: Yeah, we're being used because these advertise, these advertisers need to kind of get their money's worth when they pay Facebook and how Facebook provides that is by just pumping more people their direction.
1: Yep. And then the other quote that I thought was pretty interesting is there are only two industries that call their customers users. Illegal drug or illegal drugs and software.
0: It's true though if you think about it. Yeah. It's one hundred percent true. And who is that quote by?
1: Um, Edward, Tuft.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, Jennifer, how often do you find yourself on social media? Because we are all victims of this, right? Right now.
1: You know, I'm gonna say that I don't have a problem. I don't post on Facebook. I accident- I accidentally posted a Christmas tree. <laughs> I accidentally posted a Christmas tree. In October? No. Well, it was in the fall and it was many years ago. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I do have a Facebook profile to keep in touch with friends, but I don't use it. Um, I do check Facebook um, about five times a day, six times a day.
0: If you get a notification from Facebook, so you know how Facebook and then there's iMessenger, that's kind of like their communication app? Right. If you get a notification from that app or even text messages in general, how, how often do you check it almost immediately? I don't. You don't? You wait a while?
1: Yes, So, but I always check to see if I get text messages and voicemails. Anything that comes through Facebook... I don't, I could care less because I know my friends, if they want to talk to me, they're not going to talk to me through that format. But I do check Facebook because it knows, obviously, knows what I like and there are inspirational quotes that I get out of there. There's the power of positivity that I love.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, I, I told
1: you about that. And I love that. And there's some wildlife things that come through. And so it's kind of like my Pinterest. Okay. You know, through that. But And,
0: and then you also kind of got to see, you know, I mean, the holiday season's coming up. You, you got to see what good deals are going on, <laughs> you know? Yes,
1: but I, I have tried buying a couple of things that have come through Facebook. And let me tell you, they are not what they appear to be. And I've heard that from so many people, mostly like clothes and um, some. Just like lower quality. Yes. Yeah. Never again will I ever buy anything through Facebook.
0: So there's actually a study that. So going back to like when a text message pops up, there's actually a study that when you see a text message pop up, no matter who it's from, you get a dopamine spike. Uh, dopamine is a chemical uh, neurotransmitter and the amount of dopamine you get from that text or notification is roughly the same as cocaine.
1: Yeah. So was just it,
0: think about that. Yeah.
1: Wasn't that fascinating too? That was
0: super cool. That It was just so eye-opening.
1: But that, again, makes sense of where that addiction comes from and why it is so hard for people to refrain from their devices and keep looking at what's new, what's going to pop up.
0: Right. Does somebody need me? Mm-hmm. Like, does somebody need help? Somebody want to talk? You know, it's like that yep. FOMO. Yep. What's You're new?
1: What's new? hmm
0: Hey, so that was part one of this part two series. Tune in next week to find out how the documentary ends and how they say we can solve this issue. If you have questions, find us on Instagram and Facebook at mind and wellness podcast And tune in next week for part two.